It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a look at life in the SO postcode with her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week, I try out my sea legs. You've been out on the water for a weekend. You know, some of our students go off and do two weeks full-time at sea on yachts and, you know, don't, don't touch the shore. It takes them a while to find their land legs again when they get back. And something to get the tails of Southampton's dogs wagging. The day is completely dedicated to everything a dog might want to do for its best day out ever. I'm so glad we're doing this today. Why? Because I've been miserable the last few days because I've got something <laughs> stuck in my ear and it's, oh. and it's made me feel lousy. You know, like you're on an aeroplane and you feel your ears are going to pop. Yeah. It's like that for 48 hours. I'm going to go and see a fellow when we finish this Okay. hopefully is going to sort it out. Right. Take that bit away, right? We're all positive. I mean, the celebrations last weekend, I mean, across Southampton, you know, there were flags out, there were post boxes decorated. There were parties going on. And you know what for? The coronation? The So-So Show's third birthday. I'm amazed that all these people held street parties. I'm honoured that everybody has taken us into their hearts so much. It was almost worth playing a giant game of Pac-Man with all the road closures for street parties. (laughs) Because it was for our third birthday. I mean, was there a coronation? Apparently so. Oh yes, of course. I knew there was a coronation because Westkey have put up their massive screen... It's normally there to watch the tennis for Wimbledon and then uh, lots of other sports and everything else going on. Um, But it was down there for the coronation. Unfortunately, it was sort of rained off, wasn't it? Because the amount of rain that happened on the Saturday was incredible. Didn't they have 200 West Key branded umbrellas they could hand out? Mind you, if they did that, you wouldn't be able to see because the person in front of you... Right! Oh, no. This is what I was thinking. If you were down the mall, would you be able to see over all of the umbrellas? So the screen is there and it's staying there. This weekend, it becomes something different. It is the big screen to watch the grand finale of Eurovision. Have you warmed up to the idea of Eurovision? I have, I have. And and actually, I'm getting into it now because everybody's going a bit crazy for it. Because it's in Liverpool this year, because it's in the UK, there's a lot of enthusiasm for it, isn't there? I did feel a bit sorry for Ireland because they didn't qualify for the eighth year in a row. But you know why I think they didn't qualify for the eighth year in a row? Because I think all the other nations have heard Graham Norton saying bitchy things about them during the commentary and they've said right Ireland can do one we're not having them in yeah I reckon you're right but the big screen down at Westkey on the Esplanade outside of Westkey the food bit they're going all out on this so get down there early because there is a battle of the DJs to get the party started DJs being Denise Van Outen And Kimberly Wyatt, formerly of (laughs) the Pussycat Dolls. Wow. Have they been taking lessons? You, Simon, as a DJ. Yeah. How do you feel about that when people like this get involved? I think it's fine, but I think they should let members of the public go up and ask them to play really inappropriate songs at a really (laughs) bad time. So, like, just go up and ask something really naff that's really slow when you're playing a 130 BPM banger. And then Denise can try and explain to them how that song isn't going to work at this precise moment. And I know you really need to hear it now, but actually it's just not going to fit in with the artistry of what you're doing. That's what I want to see Denise Van Outen do. 
Or you've got somebody leaning over. With a glass of Lady Petrol. Right. Yeah, what are you playing next? Are you? Yeah. And then they ask you if you've got a song and they stand next to you while you look to see if you've got it. It's like, just go away, please. So I want to see Denise doing all of that stuff with a smile on her face. This is perfect. This is perfect. For them to be DJs, they need to go through this. This is the foundations of it. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Let's catch up again with Ben Willows, who's the chief exec of the UKSA. We spoke to him a few weeks ago on The So So Show. They give young people their first experience of water and then signpost them on towards jobs in the maritime sector. He told Zoe how it feels to recognise young faces when they come back. Oh, so it's amazing. We have uh, engagement programs all the way through school holidays. So young people, young teenagers in you know school holidays, whether that be Easter or half term, all the way through the summer, can come back for a week and learn more about themselves, learn more yeah. about the maritime industry, qualifications, options, opportunities. And then, you know, seeing those young people then progress on to our full time education and careers courses and end up with a job at the end of it is phenomenal. I mean, there is nowhere else in the world that does that. You know, an eight year old's first experience right the way through to, you know, people becoming officers and captains with captain really large vessels. It's the only place in the world that has that range of pathways for young people and students. So it's, a, it's an amazing organisation and seeing the success of some of our students is phenomenal. It's, uh, it's, a, it's something to be really proud of. You should be really proud of it because the confidence that it gives you, the resilience. I mean, look, we were there on the first day. It was the day of the coronation. It was chucking down with rain. Oh, it was. It was horrible, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really wet day. We got wetter from the rain than falling in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was pretty terrible. But um, the sun came out on Sunday. The sun came out on Sunday. And Tom, that you gave us, our instructor, our oh. teacher, our esteemed leader for the weekend, was just brilliant. He's so patient. And he... He's fantastic. He encourages... He encouraged us... You know, we had two 10-year-olds with us that were... They're confident in a swimming pool, but actually, you know what? If they fell in the sea you know this is a bit yeah, different you know yeah, and learning to sail yeah. you've got to be listening to what's happening and uh, so that your fingers don't get pulled off when you're, when you're pulling the ropes <laughs> through and stuff like that and actually they all went we, we all went away really really confident so we did we sailed a keel boat first of all yeah, of course, then yeah. we took out some sups that's me with the lingo oh, yeah yeah the lingo yeah stand, stand up, up paddle paddle boards yeah. yeah and i even stood up what actually that was the only time i fell in i was the only one out of all of us to fall in over the whole weekend and that was it that was a bit of a shock well, that was you're definitely not alone there though lots of people call it fall like fall in paddleboarding um <laughs> especially getting that hang of it um so you're definitely not alone it can take a bit of time just to get the hang of it. Then we took out a Wayfarer, which is a small sailing boat for anybody that doesn't yeah. know. And then yep. we took out this mega sup, which five of us were on it. And it's just ridiculous. It's the size of a whale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're great fun for team building and um, everyone having to sort of work together or not, yeah. as the case may be. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah the kids were trying to push us in off of exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. I'm and sure. kayaking as well. I love doing that. And actually learning how to do it properly rather than just what you've seen on the Olympics was, yeah. was really, really good fun. It was just, it was just so brilliant. However, I am absolutely worn out now 
Yeah, there's nothing like, I think, that feeling of being out on the water and in the element for a couple of days. And it does leave you worn out, fatigued, but it also leaves you with a sort of strong sort of inner glow of I've been out and achieved something. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty magical feeling, actually. And that's, you know, that's part of the, the magic dust that, you know, it's hard to sort of explain to people unless they've actually been out on the water and tried it and experienced it. There's one thing, though. I still feel like I'm bobbing about as I'm sat here. I've been back on land for two days. Yeah, you often get that. And I'm like, okay, I'm still moving. I'm still wobbling. How long does it take? Well, I think it depends how much you've done before or how little you've done before. Okay, you know, normally I would say after sort of 40 hours, you you, you start to feel pretty normal, especially, you know, you've you've been out on the water for a weekend. You know, some of our students go off and do two weeks full-time at sea on yachts and, you know, don't don't touch the shore. So, you know, they're bobbing bobbing around on a 60-foot yacht out in the the channel and further afield down the south coast of France, etc. And uh, yeah, it takes them a while to find their land legs again when they get back. And I just need to ask, so has mm. Tom put me forward for the Yachtmaster qualification now? I'm sure he would love to see you back with the Yachtmaster. <laughs> <laughs> he totally wouldn't. He'd be like, oh God, I are again. <laughs> We could make that work, I'm sure. So the only time you got wet was falling off a sock. No, that wasn't the only time I got wet. (laughs) Cast your mind back to Coronation Day. Right. Okay. And the rain came down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got wetter in that rain than I did falling in the sea. (laughs) I think once you reach that certain point of wetness, let's call it wetter than an otter's pocket. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything else that might happen. Exactly. And we were just wet. What I failed to pack, though, was an extra pair of shoes. And so um, we were walking around squelching in wet shoes for the whole weekend. My friend said, we're going to get trench foot. I said, (laughs) you can't compare being at UK Sailing Academy for a weekend to being in a World War II trench. So one year, my friend and I went over to the Isle of Wight Festival. The deal always was I'd get the tickets, he would procure the transport because he was dockmaster at one of the local marinas. So we borrowed this speedboat, went over in glorious sunshine, came back in the most torrential rain ever. (laughs) How wet were we? We were so wet that when we got onto the pontoon, we literally took our boots off like a cartoon and poured all the water out of them. And I drove home in my pants because everything else was so... I said, please don't pull me over now. If I break down now in the middle of nowhere... But anyway, it's that level of wetness. It is, it is. And you know, where you can't see. I couldn't wear my glasses because they were just completely rained out. But it was so good. Honestly, check this place out. It's called UKSA and it is a red funnel ride away. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Southampton's been in the news a couple of times this week. Yes. Rishi Sunak paid us a visit. Yes. He got a helicopter down, went and had a look around a the pharmacy, then got a helicopter helicopter ride back so he's picked up a bit of flack for getting a helicopter and not using the train also local newspapers not happy he didn't hang around for an interview went back the other reason that Southampton has made the press is Starbucks on Town Quay accidentally went viral due to a member of staff having a row with a customer oh yes I saw this 
So an employee took issue with a customer, accused them of being transphobic before then trying to throw them out. Right. And it's the kind of bad PR that when you saw it, you knew straight away that they were going to get fired, which they have done now. Yeah. But it was quite ironic because the number of times people have gone in and had their name written incorrectly on a cup due to an innocent mistake. Yeah. And those customers never start an argument with the people behind the till. So for for a simple mistake that was probably made in all innocence to end up the way that it did. Yeah. Well. Nth degree, isn't it? Proper. But it's all worked out well in the end now. They've apologised to the customer. And the member of staff has got something else to do. Filling out job applications. (laughs) Simon, question for you. Yeah. How much does it cost to be a mascot at Saints? Oh, not Sammy the Saint or Mary the Saint. No, not that kind of mascot. You're not putting a dog costume on. A child who goes onto the pitch. Yes. So they come out with the players from the tunnel and they go out on match day and cheer and wave and all of that. So to answer your question, I always thought they got to do it for nothing. Do you know what? At Southampton, it is free, but there are certain clubs around the country that charge for people to go out as a mascot with the team. I know it doesn't work very well on a podcast where you can't see me, but literally my jaw (laughs) dropped then, didn't it? I know, right? Saints at the moment, you know, it's free to be a mascot for Saints. I think... They're going to start paying people to be the mascot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on the outcome on Saturday. Well, really? That game at Fulham, they absolutely have to win if they want to stay in the fight and potentially stay in the Premier League next season. So there are four other teams competing with Saints at the bottom. Yeah. We're on 24 points. Leeds are on 30 in 19th. Leicester are on 30 in 18th. Everton on 32, Forest on 33. So there's an awful lot of other results needing to go our way. Uh However, uh at this point, looking at the glass being half full, it is mathematically possible that we could stay in the Premiership, but we just need to win every game and everyone else needs to lose everything. And failing that, we will pay mascots to run onto the pitch and play for us. Let's meet Richard Knoll, who is the event director and chief dog's body at Dogstival. This is an event that will make every dog in Southampton's tail wag. If you had a, you had a collection of dogs all sat around a meeting room and they had a brainstorm, Dogstival is what they would come up with. Oh, really? So it's all about your canine friends. It's not about the it, owners, is it? The dogs are the VIPs for the day, and they come in all shapes and sizes. You've got little tiny scruffy ones with, with inch-long legs, and you've got giant big ones, and you've got <laughs> ones that love water, and you've got ones that love dancing, and ones that love putting on a bandana and strutting their stuff in the fun dog show. They all love food, obviously. Yes. Um, and, they get, and they get totally spoiled by it. Lots of lovely owners, but the day is is completely dedicated to everything a dog might want to do for its best day out ever. So what would be the activities then? Imagine I'm a, I'm a cockapoo. I arrive at Dogstable. What treats do I have in front of me? Well, the first thing you do is if you're a cockapoo, you'd be so excited, you'd probably do a little tiddle at our main entrance. <laughs> um, and, that, um, and you'd be running around by your, um, by your owner's feet, pulling at the lead, trying to get in. So, so you'd walk through some lovely gates. It's our Summer of Love theme this year, so it'll all be decorated with lots of flags and bunting, and it'll make everyone feel special. And you've got a complete pick of everything. So we've got brilliant stuff to watch, so uh, main arena displays, where 
know, we've got sort of uh, lure racing and hawk racing, so dogs sort of running around, chasing around this lure around the main arena. We've got the Shetland Pony performance display team for another bit of animal fun. He'll Amazing. will be, be running around these little tiny horses and, and all the jockeys and kids, and they're all like yeah. dressed in their little sort of silks, and they're going over their little jumps. Then we've got heel work for music. Um, we've got displays about how to teach your dog tricks. Yeah. We've got some behaviour sessions. So we've got a puppy academy. So if you've got a particularly naughty one um, and you want to come in the ring and um, special behaviourists that we work with. Um, so, we, so we've got um, two two arenas, a main arena and something called the Top Dog Arena. And that's got that's got stuff crammed throughout the whole day. We've got fun dog shows where we've got nine different categories. Everything from cheekiest chap to best trick to best dressed. One or two other categories about you know, the sort of tug on the heart, you know, the best story. Tell us your best rescue. Yeah. And that's always the one that gets me because it's yeah. always something a little bit tear jerky, isn't it? All that stuff to watch. We also have some lunchtime quizzes. So we've got we've got a heads and tails quiz. Um, we've got a flyball competition. So we've got some local teams taking part. Yeah. And, um, some more professional dogs running, hurtling up and down on the arena. We've got, we've got the UK pet detective who's got probably he's got a dog called Molly probably got one of the most powerful noses in the country and he'll demonstrate how she goes about um, sniffing out crime so um, so this dog Molly is a a crime busting dog that tracks down puppy farms and cannabis factories and all sorts of lost other lost dogs as well so how he goes about training that dog to kind of elite standards just some of the stuff really across the arenas across the day and then of course we've got if you're a cockapoo you want you want to get your paws involved in something don't you yeah Um, so we've got some stuff for you we've got flyball you can have a go at agility yeah. So that's jumping, jumping all over the all over the hoop. You've seen it on Crux. Yes, you? we got that one, yeah. Go through the tunnel. Through the tunnel, over the seesaw and yeah. up and down sort of things. <laughs> um, so we've got that you can have a go at. It's quite funny watching like something like a basset hound. Yeah. That's like or, or a bulldog, like a bit of a lumpy, ploddy thing trying to go through these things <laughs> with a big smile on its face. It it really cracks they me up. They love it, don't they? Yeah, of course they do. It's um and yeah, a bag of treats in someone's pocket is a good incentive to get the dog going around the course as well. Hey, a bag of um, treats just for me is a great incentive. So yeah, when when and where is Dogstival and how do we get the tickets? It's at Broadlands Estate, which is um, just Romsey. Yep. So just outside Southampton, not far at all. It's on the 3rd and 4th of June. And tickets are available at dogsville.co.uk. Doesn't it sound absolutely fantastic? You've got a dog, Simon. My very dog new. is very happy. She's very happy when she sees other dogs that she knows. She's yeah. very happy when she hasn't seen me for about half an hour. So <laughs> she will be in her element romping round with her big floppy ears flapping in the wind at Dogstable. Oh, how cute. I've got some more dog news for you as well. You like dogs, don't you, Simon? I have very little choice at the moment, but yes, I do. (laughs) And you like Bill's Restaurant down at West Quay? Oh, yeah, I think I've heard about this. And Bill's Restaurant have launched a dog menu. You can take your dog in there, you can eat brunch, so can they. Hooray! The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. There is something new coming to Swanwick. So do you go down to the boathouse sometimes? If the sun's out, you watch all of the lovely yachts coming in and going out. And at the other end of the cash scale, I get on my little sup and yeah. paddle past the big, very expensive yachts. I know what you're talking about now when you say sup. Yeah. Stand up paddle board. Yeah. It should be a sup. 
No, paddleboard's one word. Oh, give over. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, you could go down on your sup, you could come back in, and you could go to the lobster hatch. Sounds good, right? This is coming to Swanwick Marina when the sun does. Okay. I don't know, maybe end of August, something like that. If we're lucky. And also, just talking about the boathouse in Swanwick, they are starting from the 19th of May having sundown sessions. So they're going to have a deep DJ there every Friday and you can go down there, you can have a lovely Pims or a glass of wine and the DJs will be playing all of those Ibiza classics. That sounds really cool. This is a bit of a different gig. Um, This is Charlie Smith. He's got a gig on at the Greedy Flea in Bitten. This is the Mercantile Flea, but they've got a stage and um, they have lots of gigs and they've got a bar and all of that there. That's on the 13th of May, so this Saturday. I had no idea that was going on inside the mercantile yes we need to get them on actually we do need to get them on we also haven't organized a night out while you're child free i know i can't believe it really i know we've got the perfect opportunity to go out have a cocktail or six come on then i can't <laughs> i might not be able to do anything after i've been and seen this fella about my ear i'm really worried about no what- no no stop stop Stop. Positivity. Once I've been to see this man about my ear, I will possibly call you, Zoe, and we will go out for cocktails or six. To celebrate the fact that I'm not deaf in the left ear, yes, let's go and do that. And to keep the party going, that the so-so show is three. Well, you know, birthday drinks, it'd be rude not to. Congratulations to our recent winners on our social media for the comedy tickets for Lucy Porter. I know. How wonderful is that? She's playing at The Attic Saturday the 13th of May. You know what? They get some really good acts there. Really funny. And big names as well. Yeah, Lucy Porter's a big star. Have fun if you're going along to that, and especially well done to our winners. Have we got anything else exciting to give away on our socials? We are going to be giving away some tickets to the Street Food Circus, which is coming to Southampton very soon, and tickets to Dogstable. The look of concentration on your face when you said street food circus <laughs> was pretty special. We'll try that after the cocktails later. Yeah, right. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you so much for listening. Honestly, we have a ball making this podcast. And for you to stick with us for three years and tell all your mates and tell everybody in Southampton that this is going on, we absolutely love it. So thank you so, so much for listening. You've been listening to Zoe and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show.